it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. We've had yet again, Toby, an amazing weekend of rugby. How many tries were scored? I can't even count them on two hands. It wasn't and two, two, two there, feet. There wasn't many tries in the Scotland game. No. But apart from that, <laughs> it was awesome, wasn't it? It was, was. an awesome weekend. So yeah. if our wonderful supporters want to get hold of us, how would they do that, Tobes? Well, they can do it multiple ways, Damien. They can look at the description they below. Can. And there's all the ways there, isn't there? Is there even the Instagram on there? Probably not, but oh. <laughs> our go. listeners are not stupid, Tobes, unlike us. <laughs> and they can work it out for themselves, I'm, I'm sure. sure. They can. But things you can do is we love a good listener's question. Yeah. Uh, we love a good do review. Do we get any more like, reviews and ratings, or is that sort We've of... We've had a few more. Dropped off a cliff, has it? A few more, but we need as many as we can get. Agreed. So there's loads of ways to support us, but those ways... Get across, like, subscribe, and review. But before all of that, you must listen to Breaking News. Yes, right. <laughs> and the first story up is no discipline, no tactics, no idea. Welsh fans put the knife into their team and their coach after the first home loss to Scotland in 18 years. That's a long time, eh? It's a long time. So the Welsh public have literally just put them to the sword? Do you think that's fair? Wow. They're not very good, are they, at the moment? <laughs> I would say Pivik is like David Moyes. So David Moyes took over after Alex Ferguson, and it was never, ever, ever going to be as successful as Alex Ferguson, right? So Pivik's taken over after... Warren Gatlin, who the Welsh loved. Yeah. And he did a good job with them, to be fair. Well, yeah, Warren Gatlin, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, he's never, ever going to be able to live up to that because no. his players have got older. 
some of his best coaching staff have gone. Have gone, yeah, it's true. So there doesn't seem to be new blood in that Welsh team. No, there's a lot of old blood, and some of their really good players, like uh, Davis in the centres. You know, he's coming back from a bad injury. Yeah, not quite up to it. You've still got Leaf Halfpenny at fullback, but not kicking. That's weird, isn't it? You know, Dan Bigger. I don't really rate him though. You don't really rate Lee Halfpenny. No, I've never really rated no. Lee Halfpenny, but. You know, he was a heck of a kicker. Yeah. So, but if you're going to pick him, surely you you got to pick him. You pick him to kick. Oh, <laughs> village. But, you know. <laughs> that was bad, mate. The other thing, so defence is gone. I think their defence is gone. And that's because um, Edwards is gone and he's gone off to France. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, it'll take a lot of new players to come through in a lot of time. Because Pivik is a good coach by all accounts. But he's just not going to be as good. As one of the world's best coaches. Are Wales going to be the new French? The new French team. As in, France really have to re... Um, sorry, Wales really have to rebuild here. Do they have youngsters coming through? Don't know. Not like the French do. No, but the Welsh team needs to get rid of some of those old farts. <laughs> just get rid of them. And then rebuild from the bottom I really worry for Welsh rugby because I don't see their young talent knocking at the door no you don't see any like young superstars coming through do you no and and that's where actually Gatlin really benefited from taking over from experienced coaches so he he bled players through he was there for a very very long time obviously Gatlin and he took over from Graham Henry, I think. He so he, did, yeah. You know, Graham Henry did a hell of a job. Yeah. First thing Graham Henry did when he got the Welsh job was he built an indoor training barn. A barn. He basically looked around and went, well, can't we just build a barn where yeah. they can train indoors? And he basically created one of the first high-performance centres for international rugby. He then centrally contracted all his players. So he did a lot of the good things. Gatlin on the back of that has put lots and lots of good work in. Don't want to play that down. But now it's Pivik's time to really... He's probably got the hardest job. He's got a toughie. He's got a tough job. So can yeah. he do it? We'll wait and see. Doesn't look good, can though, does it? Can he do it? Yes, he can. I Next story, mate. One of yours, isn't it? Yeah. Former all-black captain, Karen Reed has gone out triumphant. So he's played his last game, his last rugby game, on uh, home soil, four counties Manukau, and he's had an absolute Bobby Dazzler, <laughs> as you like to put it. He's played an absolute howler. No, yeah. howler means a shocker. Oh, does he? <laughs> oh, okay, well, he's played fantastically. <laughs> so he's had two assists in the game, Yeah, yeah played the full, full match, and in the 87th minute, while they were pinned back on their line, this is against Taranaki, he... Creates the turnover to win the game. Fantastic, eh? So good on him. Counties Manukau won thirty-one twenty-seven. I think it's, I think it's their first or second win of the uh, competition, and they've done it against a, a, a fantastic team. What I like about the story is I like the, I like the fact that you know he's come back and he's playing for yeah. his boyhood. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Counties Manukau, where he got his first sort of 
Sniff. Professional contract. Sniff. Well, like that. first sniff, didn't he? <laughs> and he's played the whole season. A lot of yeah. players would have gone, oh, it's not going very well. I'll just dip out here. Well, to be fair, there's two games left and he's moving or he's going back to his Japanese team. Yeah. So he is copping out a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's, but he's copping out he's at He saved the best for last. <laughs> he saved the best for last. Love it. Yeah. What so a great story, isn't yeah, it? So COVID, eh? COVID. I, I put a little tweet out there. COVID even managed to destroy the Six Nations yeah. trophy ceremony, which was which was terrible. Which was literally was the English team dressed in tracksuits, picking up the trophy on 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 someone's lawn. Oh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Brilliant. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, COVID's done a lot of bad stuff, but it's it's done some good stuff too. Yeah. Which is guys like Karen Reed playing for his boy uh, boyhood club, which is fantastic. Uh, next one up is banned from answering his calls. All Black coach Ian Forster warns Stephen Hansen following his NRL switch. So Steve Hansen's got a contract to um, be a high-performance sort of advisor for the Bulldogs NRL side. Wow. And old uh, Fozzie's gone, don't you be ringing my players and trying to get them to switch codes. Oh, obviously in a friendly way, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, a bit of banter, as they like to say. But I'm surprised that he's got another coaching role. Well, he's not. He's a high-performance consultant. Yeah, but God, what does that even mean? I think it means he gets paid for saying, here's some All Blacks. <laughs> I've got them to sign some stuff here. Now, I, I, I don't, I think, consultancy basically means how did you build a successful uh, environment you know he'll he'll try and you know steer them in the right direction we've seen that with a number of others other people consultancy is where we should be at mate they get paid for doing not a lot yeah the problem is we don't get paid for doing not a lot hey mate we do a bucket load, right? We we you know we put together this fabulous podcast. <laughs> well, we think it's fabulous. Um, what what I, what I just thought was quite interesting about this though is maybe Fozzie should have been saying to him earlier, "Stop calling my players," because the one thing that I have kind of picked up on is that Fozzie's still very tight with the players, and that's always quite hard. You've left your coaching role, yeah. Just leave the boys alone type thing. You mean Steve Hansen? Steve Hansen, yeah. Maybe Fozzie should have told him earlier, don't call me players. They're my boys now. They're not your boys. I've, got to, I've got to do my own thing. And I I do think he is starting to do his own thing, yeah. which is good to see. That's for sure. Right, mate. So <laughs> this is probably shouldn't be laughing at this, <laughs> this next one. But um, so... Short, uh, a long story short, 2011 Rugby World Cup, uh, the English team, before their quarterfinal, they had a bit of a blowout. I'm you not mean, sure you who mean argument played. or drinks? Drinks. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm in there now. A few drinks. A few drinks. And um, they were accused of some naughty things, you know, breaking the bar, all that sort of thing. And one of them was um, throwing dwarfs. Oh, I yeah. Okay, yeah. Dylan Hartley yes. was highly involved in this. Yes, apparently so. Apparently so. So he has come out recently. He's come out? 
and <laughs> the, I didn't know this. Is the, is the closet? <laughs> no, so he's he's come out about the allegations, and he said that there was no throwing whatsoever. So wherever the the dwarves came into it, I do not know. Yeah, Maybe I, there was some present while they were partying. Could have been friends. I think there was dwarves being thrown in the bar that they were drinking at. But it Is, wasn't so but much it wasn't them. them. Ah. They didn't do it. Okay. Now this was this was in Queenstown, I believe. So they the, it they was, were in, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. in New Zealand. It's a great place to be. If you haven't been to Queenstown, you need to go. If you go to Queenstown, you must do the many bungee jumps on offer. So, yeah, and so apparently, what, you need to go what, to a bar and throw some dwarves as well while you're at what it. What have I said here on the sides? I've said, I'm not going to say the top one because it, it could be a bit controversial, but I'm like, <laughs> probably shouldn't say the bottom one either. Yeah, but yeah, it's a bit disappointing they didn't throw any dwarves. <laughs> it's like the Wolf of Wall Street when they throw them against the. Uh, I think that's the what was happening. Th- oh, really? Velcroed <laughs> 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 up. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. So no, but go. we don't condone that. We don't condone um, But I'm throwing. glad that he set uh, the story straight. But it's a good story. Do you it's know what I mean? Story. It's a good story to, to have. Have in your back pocket. Next one up is that Nigel Owens has picked his hardest players of all time that he's ever had to referee. And we talk about being a hard man. Not what, like as in hardest players, as in like just tough. No, just, just tough. tough. Tough as nails. Tough as nails. Tough as old boots, eh, bud? So, uh, <laughs> has, has some of the people that he talks about is Wayne Shelford, Buck Shelford, Jerry Collins. He was a hard man, wasn't he? Oh, oh the, the, the late Jerry, Jerry Collins. God, Buck, he could tackle, eh? Bucky's Porter. Yeah. I'd have to say... He's a thug. I have to say <laughs> Bucky's Porter is a man that I would be scared to meet in a dark alley. <laughs> um, Jacques Berger. Yeah. Martin Johnson. I have to agree. Martin Johnson. Ugly man. Ugly man. But he is a man that just looks hard. In fact, I met him once and even meeting him in person... Did you? He still had that kind of persona of... Was he a big guy? Absolutely massive, yeah. Uh, you know, hands he, like shovels. Hands like shovels. He seemed two metres tall. I don't think he was two metres tall, but no. he, he would have been very, very close. Shabal? Yeah. You like a Shabal, Yeah, I do, yeah. His head guy just looked men- like a menace. One, he? Of the, one of the ones I really like here is he mentioned Brian Lima. Yeah, what? No, nah, he won't, mate. Brian Lima... <laughs> Brian Lima was a nutter. <laughs> but they're not going to win it. The hardest man that he's ever refereed, in his words, yeah. is Richie McCaw. Yeah? Is that surprising to you? Well, I, I think that uh, Richie McCaw is a really nice guy outside of rugby. Yeah. I think he was a really nice guy in, in rugby, but he played through with broken feet and broken arms yeah. and you know all sorts, didn't he? And you you never would have known. No. He's a, he a weird guy, though, eh? Not a weird guy at all. Just just because weird he's... Guy. just Just because he likes flying gliders and stuff doesn't make on, him put weird. Put a bloody propeller on it, bud. Do you know what it is? He's incredibly intelligent. Yes. You know, hardworking. Yeah. Dedicated. Yeah. All things that you are not. <laughs> 
Bit harsh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what deflated you there? Yeah, I'm a confidence guy, <laughs> eh? And you've just <laughs> you bulldozed me. Sorry. I uh, I do apologise. Of course, in every joke's 80% truth, so. <laughs> God, mate. Guys, if you think this is workplace bullying, please put a comment below it can't, and we'll deal with that. It Damo. can't be a workplace because we're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Voluntary workplace, damn it. You got me on a technicality. Come on, mate, your story, your story. So, war, going, you know, we just spoke about Warren Gatlin. Going on with him again... But this time the Lions too, and he's saying that uh, they've got an upcoming uh, Japan game uh, July or something, June, is that, July. It's in Scotland, isn't it? I believe it's in Scotland. Yeah, against Japan, and it's during the Premiership Rugby competition. Yes, and um, he is saying that if the English players aren't released, they could be in jeopardy of missing the Lions Tour. Well, it's it's just common sense, isn't it? You know, and, and the Premiership rugby teams or franchises, if they don't let those English players go, then it could ruin the whole Lions Tour. Well, it does make common sense to me. If you have guys that step onto that field and play fantastically well, then it makes common sense that some English guys who haven't been released won't get a chance because yeah. they've played well. You I mean, they're, they're, they're almost... They're playing Japan, so everyone should play well. What, Japan, aren't, you know, Japan aren't bad, are they? Well, they're not. They're not yeah, they're not um, imagine if tier they pulled, one. Imagine if they pulled out of South Africa. Well, yeah. Well, that would have the confidence of the English. Well, good, the Lions, sorry. Good coach. I'm sure the Japanese with COVID and stuff, will still be training incredibly hard. So it'd be interesting, yeah, but I mean, I can see why he says that. I, I don't think he'll get his players, though. You don't think, though, he'll get the players? I don't think Do he'll get Do you think he'll follow through with it? Do you no. think he'll go, right, so they haven't played the Japan game, so I'm not going to take Mario Otoje? No. I'm he, not going to play take the, the, Owen Farrell? There's, there's, there'll be certain players that aren't going to be affected by this. Owen Farrell... Toje, do you think the fringe players, the fringe players, the ones that that potentially could have got a run and won't yeah. get a run out, he'll end yeah. up taking more Welsh, more Scottish. You know, he hasn't taken a lot of Scottish players in the past. No, this time he might do because Matt, they well, have improved. Well, have improved. Well, also though, are South Africa are South Africa going to be ready for this? They're not going to be playing any rugby. I, the, the, that's the biggest thing about them not being in the. Rugby Championship was they must have a plan about this but potentially South Africa's first international game since COVID will be the Lions the Lions yeah which seems absolutely ridiculous but I'm sure that well, the they, Lions will be looking at that you know Warren Gatlin will be looking at that going happy days thanks you very much yeah you've played right into our hands yeah if that is the case, I'm sure that South Africa will organise someone to play. You before. think so? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't know so, but I think so. Yeah. I'm sure that will happen, but we'll wait and see, won't we? We will. We'll wait and see. We will. Next up, Tobes, we are going to go over this weekend's results. So Super Rugby Unlocked is first, and the Bulls had an absolute... Stormer 
against oh, the Stormers. Village. You could have come out with something a bit better because you've gone Stormer. <laughs> Stormers. So 39 6. Yeah. Ruined and them. all I've got to say is an absolute masterclass by Mornay Stain. Really? Yeah. Rolling He's playing back, well, isn't he? Rolling back the years. Form, fly half at the moment in that competition. Okay, good. Next up was the Pumas at home to the Sharks. The yeah. Sharks had a very impressive win. Away from home as yep. well, which is good. 42 points to 19. Yeah. And the most village game I've seen for a very long time was the Lions 61 points. Why village? To the Griquas Oh, you've got, it, you've got it right. Yes, I've the actually Griquas. been working very hard on it. Good. Um, the Griquas were like a schoolboy team. Really? Yeah. A schoolboy def- team that scored 31 points? I know. I was surprised, mate. They were getting... Wow. I mean, the Lions really just gave them a few points yeah. late, late doors. But it, what is showing here, and I'm a little bit surprised by the Bull Stormers match... We're just showing the the quality of the top sort of rung of South African rugby. And, you know, the Griquas who put up a bit of a fight early doors uh, and the Pumas putting up a fight early doors, that's just now wearing off. Yeah. So we were worried about that in Super Rugby AU with the Western Force. Yes. But they managed to keep it up yeah. throughout the whole competition. They were there or thereabouts. They were there, they? but maybe that was because the Super Rugby AU competition wasn't as strong. No. Whereas you've got some fantastic players playing against some pretty average players. I would, yeah, I'd like to know how many, if any, South African international players are playing for the Griquas. Yeah, I didn't see any. Right. I didn't see any. So at the moment in the Super Rugby Unlocked, and it is hotting up, and we're going to talk about it a little bit when what caught our eye, but the Bulls are leading yes. with a you know, massive six-point advantage at the moment, although the Sharks have played one less game. But to be fair, it's the bonus points that have got them there, though, isn't it? Yeah. Internationals, mate, do you want to run over those? Yes, sorry. I was, yeah. Um, hang on, yeah. Okay, got it now. <laughs> so, as we spoke, the Welsh were beaten by Scotland, uh, 14 points to 10. Italy got a bit of a um, handing to, 34-5. Although it wasn't as... England. It could well, have it been 10, 10 all. To, it could have been 10 all at half-time. It half was 10-5 half-time. Yeah. Yeah. And then France had a good win, 35-27 against Ireland. And then Australia lost to New Zealand, 43-5. And that is the biggest losing margin, I think? In Australia. I think in Australia, yeah. Right. Then we go over to the Mighty Ten Cup. And Canterbury lost again, mate, at home to Otago. Yes. 16 points to 23. Battle of the South. Wellington lost to Tasman, 19 points to 3. Northern losing to North Harbour. North Harbour have impressed me this year so far. Eight points to 24. And Auckland, a absolute amazing match and performance with 31 points to 10. And one game that we've got to mention is that the Canterbury women's team clinched the Farah Palmer Cup against the Waikato in the last seconds of the game. (laughs) You're hanging on to everything, aren't you? You are hanging on to everything. Did see that, though. Auckland go top. Yep. Tasman Marco's next. Waikato, Wellington, North Harbour. Couple of games to play, I think, still. Canterbury are hanging on in there. Yes, but they could go bottom if Bay of Plenty win their next game. 
please don't do that. <laughs> but, mate, on all of those games, what caught your eye? So what caught my eye, my first eye anyway, my left one, <laughs> was in the French game. Was it the French game? No, it wasn't the French game. It was the Italy-England game. How poor the referees were. He was French. Exactly. And that's why I said French game. But I was wrong. And we've talked about the the French referees, you know, many moons ago in our podcast. And we don't really like them. No. On the flip side of the coin, Barnsley, who did, was the French... The French, yes, he was good. Island was absolutely first class. Yeah, I agree. He He's was turned a corner. talking in French. Yeah, it, honestly, I was so impressed with him. Yep, really impressed, and I kind of like him now. Huge, <laughs> huge. But he, he he was consistent. Yep, he plays a good advantage. He doesn't blow his whistle all the time. The total opposite of to the French guys. The French guys who and love it. It was, it was just very inconsistent, and not even consistently bad. It was just bad. It was just inconsistent. You had no idea which game no. he was refereeing. No, one minute of ruck you could do that, and the next yeah. minute you couldn't do that. No, no, it was very poor. Yeah, but for me, mate, the yeah, first thing that caught eye? my eye was your left eye or right eye. Uh, both, mate, at oh, the yeah. same time, boom. Oh, because wow. there were so many tries in Super Rugby Unlocked. Here was me two weeks ago saying the kick fest here, a kick fest there. South Africans don't have fly ass that can play attractive rugby. I was wrong. 13 tries yeah. in the Lions Griquois game, and then it went on. The skill level is very high. So we're, we're getting. We've got those first couple of games out the way. Yeah. Exactly like the um, Australian League. And are we getting more into quality now? Uh, Massive. Massive quality. It needed it though, didn't it? There is a bit of a gap in ability between the top sides and the the rung down. Yeah. But I tell you what, we spoke last week about, oh, we might be a little bit worried about the South African team. They have so much depth and I still go back the only place where I think they are a little bit struggling is at 10 because some of their their fly ass are very similar but apart from at 10 where they're still solid and when Andre Pollard comes back all all that solved there's so much depth yeah and they've got finally they've got some big ball carriers that can catch and pass and for years South Africa have had big brutes at the big brutes mm. that can catch, but no way are they passing. No, to now players with 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 a little bit of vision and a skill set, soft hands. Do you think the All Blacks have been the front runners in that? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. But South Africa have always been the front runners of kind of that physicality, <laughs> huge human beings, but also kind of that little bit of abrasiveness. Yes, so bit of mongrel for me. I know they're the World Cup winners, yeah, but I have to say they are going to be the strongest team in the world for a for a number of years to come. But I feel like at the moment they're just sort of rebuilding. Obviously, they haven't played any rugby, yeah, and they probably should be playing in the rugby championship. That's their decision. But again, they we we don't know though, do we? I reckon we don't know because we haven't seen. I reckon the squad of players they could choose from now is. 
significantly stronger than in the World Cup final. Because to be fair, we said the Australian team was looking a bit dangerous. We did, yeah. We did. And I still believe that. I still believe that Australia in, you know, two and a half years or whenever the World yeah, Cup is, yeah. they're going to be up there. They're going to be up there. But it was really a nice thing to see because Super Rugby Unlocked, I thought maybe a kick fest, you know, just big brutes running at each other. Actually, I've been really, really surprised in a nice way. Good. Good. Um, my next one, you might not like. Um, again, Canterbury losing again. That's that's two losses in a row. Battle of the South. Big Battle game. of the South. I I would like to know, and I should have potentially done my research, but I expect you to know this this uh, question or the answer to this question is: When was the last time Canterbury lost to Otago? Oh, that's a. Great shout. Yeah. I would go as far to say as maybe, let's say 2010. Yeah. Something so a decade along, ago. A decade ago, yeah. And definitely at home. Know, definitely at home. When was the last time Canterbury lost at home to Otago? Yeah. I'd say 10 years. But well, I could be wrong. You could be. But well, you, then again, you could be right. I could be right, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, Canterbury losing one, you can kind of take, but losing two in a row? Well, yeah. They've not been good this you year. You know, no. And both have been at home, haven't they? Yeah, well, it's just... So that that caught my eye, mate. That's all I'm saying. You know, they're bottom, second from bottom. Bay of Plenty have still got a game to play. So they could they could get relegated. <laughs> I, think get that, relegated. I think they will get relegated. Wow. No, I think Bay they of Plenty. Will. No, trust me. Oh. They're that... They're that bad this year. To be fair, this could be the kick up the bum that they need. I think so. I think it might be a little bit of a, a focus for Canterbury to start to try and select their Crusader side yeah. from Christchurch born players. Not Christchurch born, but you know, that they would play for their yeah. the NPC team or their Mighty Mighty Ten Cup team. Yes. Because you look at it, you've got guys like Bryn Hall who's playing for North Harbour. Well, yeah. He would be your nine. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a, and there's lots yeah. of them. Lots of them. Mate, uh, in the international yes. matches, the, the New Zealand match, the dumb yellow cards caught my eye. So we Both. had one from uh, the Dangunu. Yeah. The, the tackle in the air, which which he was lucky not to get more. Yeah, I agree. And then Geordie Barrett, the elbow. Uh, stiff arm, wasn't it? Stiff arm. Just two yellow cards that we didn't need. And then the same thing happens with the French and the Irish. Yeah. So just some dumb, dumb yellow cards in both the inter- in those both those international matches. And potentially, that cost Australia. You know, if Australia could have built the pressure like they had built in the past. Did we score two tries while he was off? Well, we definitely scored one. We definitely scored one, one didn't we? And... If Australia got off to a good start and it had it been, let's say, you know, three all or six three or whatever after 20 minutes, yeah, then, you know, there's a bit of squeaky bums going on for the New Zealand team. No one likes squeaky bum. But it just, it, it sort of deflated them to a point where New Zealand just got on the ascendancy. And we've got to remember, that game was won at half time. Yes. Oh, so, you easy. know, for 10 minutes, they were without their winger. Yeah. And we score pretty much, although he did try and butcher that try, 
we did have space down that way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are the small things that Australia can get right next time. They're trying to be physical and they're trying to bring it to New Zealand, but I think... We're almost sneaking around them, aren't we? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a... That that Aussie team for me was just a little bit too young. Yes, in key positions. In key positions, but I'm still looking at them and thinking there's a heck of a lot in this team. A yes. heck of a lot to work with. So I thought that the ABs were really good in the first half. The second half was a bit disappointing, and I think the young Oz team have a way to go, but they're still dangerous in the future. So we looked at, is it Lola Lucio? Net 10, who they, yeah. for some strange reason, I've seen him defend at 10. We made him look silly. But then he was defending at 15. Yeah. I mean, there's things like that that do make me wonder why. I think the Aus- Australians have done that in the past. Yes, they have. it's worked with the players that they've had. And now they've tried to do it again. Do you think it that... it hasn't do you necessarily think... worked. But is that because Lola Sia isn't accustomed to it. He's not used to it. Do you know what I think it is? I think that Dave Rennie thought, if we play him at 10, New Zealand will create a game plan that will try and take advantage of that. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll we'll we'll, we'll sort of mess with their brains by putting him at 15. Mm. And it didn't work. No, not at all. Because actually where he was found out in defensive was, was at 15. Yeah. Because he didn't know where to stand and, and no. where to tackle and how to shepherd them across and things like that. So very, very, very interesting, that game. But I, I thought that I still think, you know, 16-all, great result for the Australian team. Yeah. Should have won it, could have won it. They didn't win it. Should have, could have, would have. Second game, they, it was was a tight game, wasn't it? It was a tight game until sort of second half. Well, this, yeah, the score sort of blew out, didn't it? Yeah. And then on this one, this is kind of where I thought they would have started and got better. Yeah. Whereas they've kind of started in a better place and they've and got to got here. Worse. So the proof will be in the pudding when Dave Rennie puts out his stronger side against Argentina. It'll be interesting how Argentina plays well, won't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, if anyone's going to have their hands tied behind their back, it's going to be Argentina, isn't it? If that's you know. what you're into, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they've not played any rugby. No, that's right. Yeah. I know they've been. I mean, I know they're playing sort of an Aussie B team side to right. get themselves up to scratch. But even that will be interesting to see what the score is. Yeah, I mean they've got some good players. Yeah, they do. But phew, tough, eh? Yeah, tough, tough. old ask. Over to you, mate. Right. So it's just caught my eye. I haven't got the whole article here, but um, the Trans Tasman Super Rugby Competition what it's going to look like for 21 and 22. Yes. So the um, the Australians and the New Zealands are looking likely for 21, and then the Fiji and Pacifica team will fall into the competition in 22. Why don't they just do it now? I Why are agree. they waiting another I, year? I kind of thought that they left the door open for South Africa to come in and say, we'll play in that little competition. Because... By all accounts, they're almost doing what we said they should do, which yeah. is they're playing all their kind of round robins yeah. in Australia. Which is fantastic. And then they're then they're having a little final series. And I think they thought 
that South Africa would join them on that. So therefore, they've said, well, they know South Africa are leaving the year after. Yeah. So I think that that's the reason why. But that's just my thoughts. But you're right. Now that they know that they're not interested, bring them in in. now. Bring them them in. in They can start training now. Absolutely, yeah. That would be really, you know, I I just don't think it's enough. You know, if I'm a a UK rugby supporter, to not have South Africa means that New Zealand are going to win most years in the short term. So is it just going to become a bit boring? Well, yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah. Potentially, with Australian rugby where it's at, you know, the New Zealand sides will dominate over the Australian I'd sides. Love, I'd love the full Fijian team to be in this competition. I, I would love to see that as well. That would be some entertaining rugby, eh? How good would it be Imagine for the Fiji humans though? on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Imagine a home game in Fiji. <sighs> I'd it, go. They, they'd, go they'd, <laughs> they'd be looking forward to it for months. Yeah, and I think the players would, would love it, wouldn't they? The players would love it as Trip well. to Fiji, yes, please. Five-star hotel, thanks very much. You no, know, when I, I um, played in a competition in Fiji, and we stayed in the first five-star hotel on the island. Was it nice? It was five-star. <laughs> it was fantastic. What, a, what Man, playing against Fijians is so hard. They are so big. <laughs> and especially at sevens. Gifted. Eh? Impossible. Gifted. Next story up. Ireland, just not what they used to be. So we're talking about um, Pivot struggling. I think Farrell struggling with these boys. Again, is this a bit like the Welsh? Very, very much so. You know, now, the people, old boys. It's like papering over the cracks with the Irish. Like, the Welsh cracks are there. Everyone can see them, right? Yeah. Whereas the Irish are papering over those cracks Sexton, he's got grey hair. Grey hair, yeah. <laughs> O'Brien, grey hair, right? Stander, not the eight that he used to be. No. You you know, when Stander used to play, I'd be like, God, he's always going to get over the game line. He's such a strong ball carrier. Hardly ever see him get over that game line. Murray, grey hair. The bo- you know, I can tell you one thing. I've got grey hair. And I can't play international rugby anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Sexton, Murray, O'Brien, these guys are still good players. They're still good players, but they... But they're, they're Joe Smith's men. Yes. Joe Smith took those guys and gave them so much detail and so much focus that they always produced performances that were greater than the sum of their parts. Farrell has maybe just sort of loosened off a little bit the intensity, but then what you're getting is you're getting some of the players not producing. Luster, yeah. Not not producing. Did you see Sexton's face when he got subbed off? At oh, the he wasn't. But that's great. I love that. Why would you be happy? No, you're right. Getting you're subbed right. off, especially when there's what ten minutes to go, and your yeah. team could at that point still and won. You're down, yeah. You know, I, I know it would, would have been, but that's when they kind of. You know, the, the, the French really yes. made hay where the sun shines. And then on the other hand, you've got guys like Roman Intermac and Vakatawa, and the list goes on. Yeah. Teddy Tom, I know he didn't play in this game. But, 
you've got all these young guys ripping it up. So you've got the old versus the new. Yeah. And the French have had probably two seasons with these guys. I would like to know the oldest person in that French team. Yes. It would, I, would, I reckon that French team is one of the youngest teams out there at the moment in yeah. international rugby. We'll, we'll do our research and we we'll will. bring it back to you, to our listeners. But it was like the old versus the new and the new, it just shows if you bring them in and their quality, they will cope because I think everyone's getting excited by the yeah. French. It's yeah, great having a strong French team it is. in world rugby. Just to spice things up a bit. Absolutely. Right, mate. My last one. Caught my middle eye. <laughs> TJ Perinara. Okay, so when he came on to the pitch, poor passing. Terrible passing. Slow and inaccurate. And the decision-making from him was poor, which then related to a poor performance from the All Blacks. Yeah, if, if our supporters, listeners, haven't seen that game, New Zealand were amazing first half. Well, they were amazing till about, you know, 50 minutes. Yeah, and then performance fell off a cliff, partly because TJ's service was... Oh, dreadful. Like the Premier Inn, mate. Not good. To be not fair. existent. No, to be fair. I, I'm Sorry, I'm a, big fan of, I'm a big fan I'm of Premier Inn. Because the Premier Inn, <laughs> how comfortable the beds. Best beds. Best beds. <laughs> Shout out Premier Inn. I want a new yeah, Hypnos, mate. Hypnos, Hypnos <laughs> beds. good though, aren't they? Nice mood lighting on the dashboard as well. <laughs> oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. On the dashboard. On the headboard, sorry. <laughs> Very... <laughs> Very good as you smash the microphone there, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And um, yeah, like in the in the past, you know, the bench is really important for the All Blacks, but it's really important for all of these international sides. The bench is can sometimes be the difference. Yeah, you know, England's bench should be great. South Africa's bench will be amazing. Yes, and then you've got the Scots which, which that will struggle. The Welsh that will struggle. The Irish bench massively struggles. And what ideally what we should see is we should, we should see the players coming off the bench that add value. Yeah. Sonny Bill Williams, an example. Oh, yeah. Lamarpe being an example. Yeah. Um, someone like Hosking Satuto, I know he started, but coming him coming off the he's, bench He's a good adds bench value. player, isn't he? You look at the English team now, and I'm not seeing that same quality coming off the bench. No, I agree. I agree. But also, All Blacks-wise, is TJ on the way out? Do we? I would like to see Brad Webber come in and just give him a chance. I think Brad Webber's not as good as he was last year. No, I agree. I agree. Well, who else have we got? Bryn Hall, mate. Hall. Is he in the All Black squad right now? No, he's not. Okay, well then we can't give but him a chance. But he should be there. And I tell you he should be there, I tell you he's why, not. So I who else have we got? Bloody Brad Weber, mate. Just spin everyone else off. I, I, I'm not, I, I know I... Uh, have I told you that I, I've raced against Brad Weber? No, yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah. I know you have, yeah. sorry, Brad Weber. <laughs> yeah. So Bryn Hall, mate. Yes. Bryn Hall, for me. Okay. The reason why I like Bryn Hall so much is because You've got Aaron Smith, who's got an amazing pass. Yeah. Right? Really just revs his boys up. 
But you need someone who's going to come on. TJ used to be amazing at it by Spark, that Sparky, yeah? And as it currently stands, TJ comes on. He's not quite as Spark as he used to be. No. I just don't see anyone else. Bryn Hall, Sparky. Is he? Proper Sparky. Runs I thought a great... he was a builder. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Boom, yo. That was good, eh? Sparky. For you for yous out there who don't know what a Sparky is, <laughs> it's an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I think anyway. Yeah. And I can't think of anyone else in New Zealand rugby at the moment that can do what he does. But I am a Canterbury fan. Yes. You are a bit one Last sided. thing that caught my narrow, eye narrow over minded, the weekend narrow-minded is this. We've got South Africa, who are yes. amazing. New Zealand, who look like they're building. Yes. Australia, who are up and coming. They're on the way up. Roman wow. Intermac and his French lads are looking they are flying sensational. High. And then we have England, who should have wiped the floor with Italy and who gave the single worst performance <laughs> I've ever seen from an English team in the first half. The amount of dropped I mean, balls, the amount of wrong decisions, the amount of opportunities they squandered. It was horrible. To be fair, it was wet underfoot, although so were a lot of games. The All Blacks game, the Ireland game was wet. Um, but we're looking here with an England team who scored in the fourth minute fourth or fifth minute and then couldn't follow it up surely they go in there and they've scored after that amount of time and they're gone right floodgates have already opened yeah I just think they were I thought that they I think there's a number of players who are out of shape yeah like Billy Villapola he looked like I mean when he I thought it was Marco Villapola mate when Marco Villapola looks good I thought it was a, you know Billy was I thought Billy was that's how much weight that oh, Billy, Billy's put on I heard that some players have lost weight because of lockdown. Well, Billy hasn't. <laughs> no, he hasn't. But I tell you who else is not looking like he used to is the um, the thug up front. What's his name? God, what's his name? Marla? No, 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 He's no. a thug up front. He is a thug. The number three is a prop. God, what's his name? It's literally just gone poof. <laughs> poof. Number three? Yeah. Did he start on the weekend? Yeah. Short little... We don't like him. I'm no, going to look mate. it up. I'm going to look it up and okay. I'm going to get back to you. And you'll go, oh, yeah, him. Yeah, so, so we, my, my point is this, that they should have really made hay with the sunshine and they didn't. And although they got their act together at the end and yes, they deserved to win the Six Nations, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that when their Eight Nations Cup comes around, it's going to be really interesting to see how England do there at that. Kyle. Kyle Sinclair. Yeah. yeah. He didn't play well. No. Not at all. I do like Kyle Sinclair. I like him. Do you? Yeah. Nah, he's a thug. I don't like him. <laughs> I tell you, he's like, he's like um, I don't like Jamie George either. No, see, Jamie George used to be a great sub coming off the bench. Not a great starter. No. Mate, we're going to go over to our... 
I ask you, you ask me, oh, and our yeah. listeners' question. And we've got a great one from Razzle Dazzle. Two weeks in a row. He must be absolutely loving life. He's gone, <laughs> fellas, two in a row? What have I done to deserve this? <laughs> You've written good questions, Razzle Dazzle. He, did, he has. Again, He's done well. I have ham-fisted this. So this is basically what he said. Oh, right. Okay. Scott Robinson has been an excellent coach over the past five to ten years. For every team has he, he has coached. But since he's been overlooked by the ABs last year, do you think that he'll continue to coach in New Zealand next year or move overseas to gain international experience that he's currently missing? So what do you reckon Scott Robinson will do? I think he needs to go overseas. I agree. Yeah, he needs to get some international experience, exactly like Razzle Dazzle said here, get a few years under his belt and then come back. Do you think that he'll? I mean, I I do know a little bit about Scott Robinson and his plan, and his plan was always to go and coach in France. Right there, you go. He actually, when he was playing, went to France so he could learn the language. Ah, le français. So that he could come back and coach in France. So it's always been his plan. Well, I I obviously think that he'll coach in New Zealand next year because of coronavirus. It'd be silly to go over to France anyway at this moment. But I think at the end of next year, he'll he'll go to France and, and he'll coach. And then I think he'll pick up an international job, not not New Zealand. Imagine if it was France. No, he, no. Imagine. The, the French won't have him. Yeah, but just imagine. Yeah, I reckon it might be someone like a Wales who potentially at that point... Yeah. May need a new coach, um, but it might be after the World Cup. So after the World Cup comes and goes, he's definitely going to pick up a, a national team. Yeah, what team that is? Yeah, wow. Imagine if it's England. No, because Eddie Jones definitely won't do. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie will not go on after that. He must be eighty-five. So our money is on Scotty Robinson going yeah. to France. Yes. Well, your money's on France, but I can, well, I mean, I kind of agree with you, but what international team is there to pick up, though? There'll be a lot. Would he want a Scotland? Not really. Would he want an Italy? Probably not. No, he's not going to want Italy, is he? No, but, I mean, there are Kiwis who have coached Italy. There's also South Africans who have coached Italy. But could it be a a Japan yeah, it could be. He's played in Japan as well. Yes. I know. just think that basically, potentially, the Irish job will be up. The Scottish job will be up. The Welsh job might be up. And there's the a, English a, job. The, well, the English job will be up. You know, you, you'd, be, you'd be silly to think that Steady Eddie's going to go, oh, I'll put my hand up again. He's not he, that kind of guy, though, he, is he? If he's won the World Cup, he'll yeah. say, right, I've done it. If he hasn't won the World Cup, he'll say, well, I gave it a go. Yeah. Or the, the RFU will say, you've had your two chances, you're out, mate. So, yeah, Scotty Robinson coaching, that would hurt, though, eh? Imagine if he coached like Australia and made them amazing and all these things. There's a lot going to be a lot of good coaches flying around, yes. mate. Flooding Agreed. around. Agreed. Agreed. Your question to me. Your My question to you. Okay, here we go. Are we wrong about Fozzie? Or is it just a good A-B's team at the moment? Because we absolutely <laughs> bagged him. 
begged and begged and begged. And then after the first one, we're like, oh, he's all bad, 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 bad. <laughs> And then the last two, it's been like, wow, gosh, what's happened there? Well, after the second one, we all, well, it was a tight game. Yeah, but we got away then, with a decent win. Yeah. Now, okay. Brad Moore. Brad Moore is working incredibly well. My point is this. We have not got it wrong <laughs> with Fozzy. What's going to happen is this. New Zealand need new ideas. Yes. Brad Moore is giving us some new ideas. But what they're doing is they're taking the the canary attacking structure and they're, they're pushing that in. What's that? What that? What's that mean to her Is that Richie Mwang has felt really comfortable, and he's starting to play some great rugby at ten. Fantastic rugby. Okay, yeah. but New Zealand won't change dramatically. They will do similar things than they've done for the last nine to ten years. We need to change. Mm. So we will. Okay, we'll beat Australia. They're not in the best place. They've got a new coach, new players. You know, if we can't beat Australia then we're really going to struggle to beat any top team. We'll beat Argentina, of course we will, because they are an even worse spot. Yeah. And then we won't play anyone else. Then we'll go next year. And by the end of next year, we might start playing the the French and the... And the, the autumn internationals. Autumn internationals. Yeah. And that's where we'll get found out. That's my... Now, we do have some great players. And one thing I do like about Fozzie is he puts a lot of, a lot of the ownership on the players. You know, it's the, it's the All Blacks way. Basically set the environment, allow the players to make hay while the sun shines, right? But you need the structures, and that's yeah. where the coaches come in. Brad Moore's a good coach. I've got great hope for Brad Moore, and, and possibly he's the brains behind something that we, we struggle with in the last three or four years. There was a great moment where Richie Moanga did something. It cut to the coaching booth. Yeah, and, and they congratulated him, didn't they? And they congratulated Brad yeah. Moore for that. And was it off a line out? I can't remember exactly where it was. I'll tell you what it was. It was off, yes, it was off a line out drive. Yeah. Um, Aaron Smith went to go the other way, and then they cut back. Oh, yes. It was uh, Rico Yuani's try, I think. Yeah. That was really good, actually, wasn't it? Was it Rico? He, no, Wang's no, it was, it was Richie Mwangi. He skinned him and scored, didn't he? Skinned him yes. and scored. Yes, because it was a mismatch. Yeah. That's right. We talked about it, didn't we? That's called a fold, mate. So they've spotted yeah. a weakness and they fold around the corner and make hay where the sun shines. I've said that normally a few times, it's sort it? of. <laughs> you said it too much. It's normally for a um, an overlap, isn't it? Yeah. But there they've spotted a mismatch, which is pretty much the same thing. And. Made hay while the sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So I don't think we've got it wrong. No. I think under Fozzie, not a lot will change. And that will catch up with us so when we play the big boys. it's a good New boys. Zealand team at the moment. Good players. The structure is not dynamic enough for me. Whether or not that changes because Brad Moore's involved in doing more, then we'll see. Uh, Brad Moore doing more. <laughs> <laughs> when... When I go to you, mate, this is the question for you. If you could be any other player, not yourself, all right, in the world right now, who would you be and why? And you've put me. <laughs> Damien, <laughs> Damien Warren, because you're the bomb. <laughs> now, who would you be, mate? Right now? Right now. God, it'd, it'd have to be Antimac. Yeah. Right now. I wouldn't be Antimac. Oh? 
Who would tell you be? me why? Tell me why you'd be into Mick. You know, I'd be. <laughs> he's a great looking bloke. <laughs> Good rugby player, and he's he's got the world at his feet, really. Doesn't he? I was going to say he's twenty one, isn't yeah. he? He's got a lot of years ahead of him. Do you reckon he and has? And he seems so so wise at the moment. Do you reckon like where he goes, you know, they go on tour mm. and let's say they go to England. Mm. Do you reckon he has like a line of ladies mm. lining up for him? Or mm. men. <laughs> it's 21st we, century. We don't, yeah. <laughs> or they. I, think, I don't know what it is. But, you know, he, he's a great player. And again, he's got a lot of years to keep improving to gather that experience to and he's got a good team around him as well do you know who I'd be you would be I, I can try and guess who you'd be yeah you'd be Billy Vonapola because again <laughs> like him you've put a lot of weight on <laughs> over lockdown <laughs> I would be Richie no I wouldn't Richie be one, yeah, I'd I was going to say him I'd be Dan Carter oh I tell you why. I've got all the money in the bank. <laughs> I've got the looks. I've, I've got, got the <laughs> underwear. <laughs> and, and I'm coming to the end of my career and I'm yeah. still not badly injured. No, that's right. So he's, he's done got all, all right. the money. Mm. He's been all around the world. Yeah. He's got World Cups that he can tell his grandkids about. Yeah. He's got pretty hot misses. Shh. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Honour. Honor, Honor, Honor Carter. She's a hockey player, I think. Well, she used to be a hockey player. There you go. So I, I'd be him, mate. I'd take, I'd because I, you know, he's a good guy. He's just a good guy. I'm not sure whether or not. And he's been playing for his local club and he's as in well. Great hasn't he? neck, isn't he? He's in great, great neck. neck. He's what 38, 39. <sighs> I think great neck. He's got all the money. He's had all the success. He's been there, done that, and I tell you what, he's got a lot of t-shirts. He's got a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, he's got a lot of t-shirts. So that's what I'd be, mate. Player of the week. Player or play of the week. Yes. Now, mine is a play of the week. Is it? Yeah. So, my play uh, was Bowden Barrett's chip over Richie Moanga running through and just skins, I think, three people. And that was one of the times that um, the old number 10 for Australia got found out at fullback. Lollasia, yeah. Lollasia, yeah. So, that was a great play. It was a great play. It was a great play. I've got a few here. Of course you do. You always do. <laughs> I've got Richie Mwanga. Yeah. I agree with you, right? I've got Roman Intermac. Yeah. We've already talked about him. Under Underrated as well. This guy's underrated. Who? Roman Intermac. Not many people really know about him. He's a great kicker. They know the name. He's a great kicker from yeah. the tee, yeah. from ball in hand. Yeah. And he just sets his back line, bank lines up. It's great. Dane Coles. Love Dane Coles. He's what class, a great eh? performance. He played really, really well. Yeah. It's good to see. Dupont. French nine. What can Two he work games on? in a row. Nothing. He's he's the full, he's the real deal. Do you think he's the real deal? He is the real deal. Imagine if he passed maybe, like Aaron Smith. Maybe his I box think his kicking. box kick, yeah. Maybe his box kicking. But none of those players... Get my player of the week. Okay, who gets your player of the week? Mornay Stain. Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> yeah. He's not even written down. <laughs> Mornay, Mornay Stain on the weekend. It was just so nice to see an old boy just like literally had the ball on a string, yeah. chipping over here for Looking his players. Looking like a youngster again. Oh, I mean, I actually think he's better now. How did he kick? Awesome. Do you think he's better now because, I mean, obviously he's experienced, but he's he's catching and passing and he's just 
looking to put other people into space rather than looking to play himself. He was always a, an amazing kicker of the ball, yes. but I think he did that too much. Yeah, and actually now he's got some young and he's distributing guys it really outside well. him who are. I mean, maybe that was it. You look back and you think when he played, South Africa were that bully team. Yeah, so it was all about field position. Yeah. and brute force. And actually now, Mornay Stain is actually the game's changed, mm. and South Africa are damn good out wide. Yeah, they are. So he's like, all right, well, damn good out wide. I don't need to just no. I don't need to keep put a field position because those guys can run us into that. But his his vision on on the weekend was was it top was class, top top notch. So Mornay Stain for me ah. is the player of the week. The play of the week, yeah, was the English double um, double turnover. I'm not sure. Double feature? Was it feature? Don't know what you're talking about. You know, trying to over top of the ball, trying yeah. to get the ball back. What they're doing is they're putting so the player goes they in, are. player goes in, yeah. and then they base it, the jackler. Sorry, the yeah. jackler. Jackler goes in, and then they put in another jackler. Yeah. So that the, the body weight of the two of them can't be moved. No, but also if you're the first person defending that or trying to get rid of them, it's so if hard you get, to rid, get rid, of rid of one, there's still one there. That's right. And I've not seen it before. And actually, they only did it for about the first five to ten minutes of the game. And then it evaporated. Could it get exploited? If they're putting two people in and you get quick ball, that means there's holes defensively oh, yeah, no, elsewhere. Definitely, but they, they seem to be good at doing it at the right time. Yeah. Because both times they did when it. They, they got won, the ball. Yeah, they got the ball. But that, yeah, that, they like you said, they've picked their moment. They've seen he's... Isolate and they've gone bang, pounced. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Mate, it's been another great week on the potty. I tell you what, that has gone really fast. We've had a bit of a giggle tonight, which is fantastic. You know, the best thing you wear is your smile, mate. You've had a giggle at my expense. I've had a giggle at your expense. <laughs> oh, it's a two-way street here, eh? <laughs> but anyway, as, as always, if they want to support us, write yes. a review. Definitely. Share, share, our, share our thing on Twitter. So, you know, it, when the thing comes out, you know, retweet it. I know it's embarrassing to say to all your friends you like us, but you know what? That's all we need right now. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, we yeah. need your help. We embarrass ourselves by doing it so you can embarrass yourselves by sharing it. <laughs> Do you know the really interesting thing is? We've been doing this podcast for like two years now, haven't we? Yeah. It's not getting any better. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had a couple of people that know me because I, don't, I don't tell anyone that I do this. Yeah, it's not like I put it out there. Um, and I've had a couple of people actually sort of go in and say, oh, my God, I've listened to your podcast. No. Yes. Who? Some friends of mine what? that I used to go to school with. They've obviously been looking for a good podcast. Yeah. And they're, they they're hear still us. looking. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah. But anyway, as always, it's yes. been a pleasure working with you. Yeah. And, and entertaining the lovely it's never a chore. listeners. Never a chore. But until next week. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.